OTL Nation, oh my God. Today, on the show, 23 like MJ, we have no stranger to the podcast, the one, the dope and dynamic, beast off the leash, Patty Gleason's on the show today, oh my God. OTL baby! Uh, <laughs> hey, let me knock the dust off this mic real fast. <laughs> the, the man is back. <laughs> What's going on, my brother? Man, uh, nothing. Living, living good, man. Life is good. I uh, been having a, telling you the other day. I was having a lot of FOMO uh, hearing all you, all your podcasts that you're cranking out and stuff like that. So kudos to you, man. Uh, I see you. And um, no, I've been good, man. Um, in the trenches, as always. What have you been keeping yourself busy with? Um, what do we got? Um, cranking out apparel. You know, we got those jerseys, so I was slinging those for a little bit, and they're, they're continuing to come in. They look hot, you know. Um, got mine today. It's yeah. So people have been getting them in the mail. They're all, like, made to order. So had a big flood of uh, orders when they first released, and then so, like, people are slowly starting to get them now. So starting to see pictures of people playing with them out on the field, and not going to lie, I might be biased, but they look pretty dope. I mean, they're real jerseys, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the they're not play. like the, the 1999 Fred Meyer jerseys, <laughs> the, you know, the Seahawks jerseys. You're like, oh, this looks yeah. like the real, like the real thing. They're legit jerseys. Those are the the one that you got is the same jerseys that we wear for Thunder at the tournaments. Um, and then we did the whole gambit really on that. We have tech shirts and long sleeve tech shirts. And then I got you a banner and, you know. I think I need to get out in the field one time so <laughs> I don't feel like I'm like an imposter. Wearing the jersey. <laughs> Got to get some paint on that jersey at least once, man. <laughs> no, no thanks. That's the name of the game is not having not having paint on the jersey. But it, it's probably inevitable. And then we did the retro logo, so that's dropping soon. Um, excited to get that. So I've been working with uh, Prime Apparel, um, getting that lined up, waiting on a couple pieces. And um, Those are very fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. I just wanted to have fun. Tried to get that out earlier in the summer. Um, but before what, what you... summer? I know exactly, exactly. Ooh, summer gone, here and gone. So, uh, how is it September already, dude? I don't. Which I'm like, fuck. But at the same time, I love September, October, November, and too. December. Like these are my favorite months. So I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll roll with the punches. I've been back, getting back on the on the running train. Uh, Tyler and Elena shamed me into it in the best way possible. But I started <laughs> I started running in the mornings, and there's like that cool of the morning is like coming back, but there's like a little bit of dew and the sun coming up, and I. It's like I love that. Yeah, I'm not the big. I'm not a big like rain and darkness fan. Like the worst time of the year is like when it's dark till like eight in the morning, and then it gets dark at like eight or four p.m. So you feel like you have like three d- hours of sunlight during the day. You know what I do love about <coughs> that time though is that you can buy a bunch of fresh Nike gear and use that as an excuse to get out and run. <laughs> your, your wife is very good at exposing you. It's like <laughs> oh look at look who I found over here looking at these shoes. <laughs> Always, man, putting me on blast, man. So, did you, did you get any new ones lately? Shoes? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you should see the way his eyes light up when he just <laughs> says the word shoes. I got the new Metcon sixes. Uh, a very nice client, or a couple of clients of mine, gifted me them, and um, I've been wearing them ever since. Oh, I did see that picture of that. Yeah, man. Uh, that dude. I I love my life, man. How did you? How you did know? you get them to do that? I didn't, man. They yes, just you did stop lying. No, I didn't. I promise. I just uh, popped in one day, and they're like, "Hey, we got you something." So, um, yeah, 
I love my life, man. Um, ever since we moved up to Seattle, I really got to build from the foundation up and um, the life that we've built today. I was just talking to Jasmine about that and the life that we've built and the friendships and the networks and everything that we've worked together for and worked hard to get, you know, we're in a very good spot right now. And even though things are busy and busy is not bad. So it's like, I'm just truly humble and, and grateful for everyone that I have in my life. Tribe up. Well, I mean, that, that goes a lot to, uh, that speaks a lot to who you are and how you show up for other people and, and other people's lives and the standard that you live your life by, you know, you, you really do attract what you put out. Um, and the standard that you, you live your life by, you know, you, you start to attract people who, you know, respect that because they know how hard that is or, you know, the discipline it takes to do, to do what you do. Um, and so sometimes when you get rewards, it's, they're hard to accept, but it's also, there's a remembrance that, you know, these are things that not only I would do for somebody else, but I've, I've earned it, you know, like you have to acknowledge how much, you know, what you do impacts people around you, even if it's just being who you are, you know? And so I think that that's, <clears throat> there's, there's a, a humility sometimes when like, I don't deserve this or like somebody says, I don't deserve you. You know, that's, that's always a hard to- topic to, to breach when somebody says like, I don't deserve you or, you know, you're too good to me. Mm. And it's very difficult to, manage that in a way of like you don't want to be like falsely humble you're like oh no it's nothing like it's you know <laughs> like and, and it's like it's okay to just say like no you do deserve it right and like this is why i go beyond because you are worth it yeah you know as opposed to being like you know it's not me it's just it's nothing you know but it, it really does it, like you can really use that as a tool to be like no, like I put the extra time and I go the extra measure because you're worth it. Right. Not because like I, I want something, you know, in return and because the hard part now is like, there's so many people that do want just something in return or, you know, you just say something about them or to, you know, get a review or a comment because of the way they treated you. And it's, it's hard sometimes to maneuver, to know the difference. Um, I think real recognizes <clears throat> real, do. you know, and uh, you can definitely pinpoint those individuals that are out there just to, to come up and the way that they act and, and, and the things that come into their life and the things that leave their life, you know, if mm. you're, if you're looking from the window, you can see the people that do that and the ones that are really real, yeah. you know? Um, I think that that is, uh, something that just comes with the territory and with the experience that you gain with yourself, you start to look around you're like, you start to see the writing on the wall and stuff like that. And you know, you just don't buy it, yeah. you know? Um, as far as the, the, like being deserving and stuff like that. I talk to my uh, athletes and clients all the time with like, they'll be telling me something and they're like, I don't mean to brag or I'm not trying to toot my own horn or something like that. And then they'll like tell me an accomplishment. I'm like, dude, fucking toot that horn. Like, right. let's go. Like, dude, you deserve okay all of that. Of yes. Yes. 100%. And like, it's like, who cares if you're talking to me? I don't view you as like being an arrogant, like, Talk about your achievements. Yes. Like, there's no, where's that shame coming from? There's no shame in freaking talking about your achievements right. or bra- bragging about something that you did. Fuck that. Like, do it. Well, and, and, you know, why Why do we feel insecure about, you know, talking about our accomplishments, you know? And whether it's, 
the way I think it's something that I'm, I mean, <clears throat> part of it is I think we just are, it's a learned behavior, right? I mean, it's like, we've always been told like, don't be too cocky or like, don't be bragging about stuff. And you know, then you kind of harbor that with shame, you know? And so you don't want, and maybe people that, you know, surround yourself with that aren't trustworthy people, you know, that mm -hmm. want to see you succeed and support you on the way up, you know, there's a lot of fake people out there, but the friends like you, I'm always rooting on, in your corner and your successes, you know? And it's like when you have a bunch of those type of people in your tribe, in your circle, everybody's rooting for you, you know? And it yes. just becomes a different mindset. But if you have a bunch of people that don't want to see you succeed, you're not going to brag about your achievements because yeah. they're going to be giving you shit about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's something we all, that goes through all of our minds, you know, when I know for me, I, I get it really excited if like a new opportunity comes up or if like I have a conversation that excites me and I'm, I'm not afraid to share it. Like, but I'm also not worried about like if that thing falls through and this is definitely something that, that I've had to learn to balance. Cause not everybody is, is like me in that way. You know, some people would rather like not get their hopes up because you know, they'd rather be pleasantly surprised if something does come through than to be like, be positively thinking all the time and be let down all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like the exact opposite. Like, I'd rather think something's going to come through all the time. And even if it doesn't, I know something is going to. So you mm -hmm. just, like, keep pushing forward. And so sometimes, like, if I'm really excited about it and I share it, I'm like, why Why do I feel like I shouldn't share this? You know, like they say, like, you know, keep things you keep silent. It's like how much money you make in your next move. Mm. And I'm like, I I just don't care about that. You know, like, I'll like to share. In, and even things fall through. You know, sometimes people perceive it as like, well, you know, he talks about this and that, but something, something doesn't come through. That doesn't, like, if I'm sharing something with you, it's because I care about you. And right. I care, like, about sharing my life with you. You know, and so it's, I think it's really important that you create a, a culture, you know, where you do have, like, the openness, where you allow people to, like, feel what they freaking feel, you know, and you can meet them there, like, and know what kind of heart that person's coming with. What's that? There's a book. Um it might be candid conversations when they talk about like the different colored hats you can wear oh, in a conversation. I haven't read the book, but I know exactly what um, you're talking about. Like, you know, like I'm probably going to butcher it, but the idea like one hat color is like, I'm just saying how this makes me feel. And one hat color is like, I'm just presenting ideas that mm -hmm. I'm not attached to. And the other, you know, one is playing devil's advocate. So that way, when you're having a conversation, like you understand like the pretense of which that person is broaching the conversation. Right. Which I think is super valuable. And, because I'm like in those conversations, like I'm just saying this because I'm, it's how, how I feel right now and I'm really excited about it. And I think we can do a better job of allowing people to be excited about their freaking life. Mm -hmm. You know, like you mm -hmm. said, like you work so hard to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, hell yeah. Like mm -hmm. you need a hype person. I'll be the hype person all day, every day. <laughs> um, but it's, and it's just, like you said, I think it's a learned behavior that something that we can do as powerfully minded people is give people permission. You know, sometimes people really do feel like they need permission from somebody to feel something. And, you know, so we get to be that person and it really does taking, does take intentionality to, to say, sorry, to say those things. Um, even if they don't, they don't feel necessary because a lot of stuff we, you know, have a gap in communication due to assumptions that we make. You know, we don't say like, I love you because we assume that that person knows that, you know, that we love them or, and so 
we, we don't realize how much of a gap that's created just by things we don't say just based on assumptions. But. And I just, you know, yeah. And just to piggyback off of that, you know, I was thinking it's like these, these successes of ours are, are gifts, right, to share with people. And when we don't share them, we're, we're one, doing ourselves a disservice and then just kind of stunting our opportunities to grow, right? If we're not like out there sharing with the people that we trust and disclaimer, right, we, people that we trust about our successes and the hard work that we're doing and stuff like that, then when that harbors inside, like it, you almost hold resentments against yourself, right? You're, you're kind of trapped in this box. But when you're out there freaking showing people that your hard work's paying off then that's shared with them and it just becomes this network of, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, when I was talking earlier, that's just the life that you build. Like, I mean, we have, we share a very similar mindset, but we, not everybody just has that, like, you have to put work into like building that type of, of tribe and foundation yeah. and, and community and stuff like that. And I mean, I, I do not feel sorry, but like, it's like not everybody has that, you know, but, um, yeah, man. And, uh, I guess, uh, switching gears other than that, you know, getting ready for a tournament in Ohio next week. So that's going to be fun. It's the first event since February Dang. that we're going to be able to go and play. And it's not for any, points or anything it's just an invitational it's kind of like an ex uh exp exhibition um but any excuse to get with the boys and and chop it <laughs> up and talk shit it's gonna be a good time so getting ready for that how about you i know you've been grinding with podcasts man yeah it's, it's, it's been, been kind of fun it's kind yeah of been things coming to i've been tuning in coming to fruition uh just on a couple different levels and just getting into a lot of different circles and i think I just learned a lot about, you know, just the network of people that you can run into when you are bringing value to people's lives. And and I'm not saying value to people's lives in the way of, like, I'm giving people value. But it's more of, like, when people see that I value them. Um, and when you sit down with those people, they're, they're so willing to, you know, share you with the people that, that they highly respect or they admire. And so just being able to have these conversations kind of working our way up to the people that you admire, you know, admirals. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just really cool, you know, just to get behind the scenes. And, and something I'm learning is, like, people's stories are freaking crazy, bro. I love people's stories, man. So insane. You know, just, like, the CEOs of companies that, that you, like, have pinged. Like, they're the one making all the money but not doing any of the work and – and but just to get to hear like people's origin stories and how they come up and what they had to like climb their way through and the shame they had to overcome and the failures that they went through. It's it's what people need to hear. You know, there's a, a rehumanization that happens, um, which I think is just so important now, you know, more than any time than than I've been alive. Um and not just across like racial divides, um or, you know, types of work or but just all types of people to realize that everybody has it's like that word saunter like everybody has a life that's going on you know mm -hmm. just as complex as your own with their own relationships they're working their way through you know their own problems their own doubts their own fears and you know i just have a i just have a super strong you know passion to help people flush those things out and realize like their story has so much freaking power you know to set other people free like you went uh i just saw a uh, post that came up on my Facebook. It was like an archive post from a couple years ago and it says, you know, learn from other people's mistakes because you can't make them all yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
And it's like, if, but we're so scared to share the lessons we've learned that somebody might look at us differently. Like you're literally stealing breakthrough from the people around you's life. Right. You know, and, and it's like, nothing's going to change your past. The question is like, people are going to receive your past in the way that you present it. So if you're like, you know, there's something more powerful than somebody's gone through something and they're like, I went through that. I learned this thing. Boom. It made me who I am today. And they're like, oh, dang. You know, as opposed to being like, oh, my God, that guy did X, Y, and Z. You're like, that dude turned it in his favor somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, what is that? You know, it's like the secret sauce when, you know, David Goggins ran that, that race and Jesse Itzler was, you know, I invited him to live at his house. And he's like, he's like, I just have to have the secret sauce. Like, what made this man dick, duck, duct tape his legs when they're broken, you know, and continue this race, not for any money, you know, just to prove that he did and, you know, to raise money for his, his friend that had fallen. And it's like that secret sauce, everybody has their own sauce, their own secret ingredient that they get to share with the world. And, you know, I, I, something I've heard you talk a lot about, you know, is going through the process, you know, with, with substance abuse and people get their little chips, Mm -hmm. you know, and people are proud of that, you know, because like the Jocko willing discipline equals freedom. You know, so your willingness to look at the problem and how are we going to overcome it and how do I l- take those lessons and move forward with them in a way that I can apply it to my life and give it as a gift to someone else. And that, that, it's exactly the gift, right? Um, bringing up the just recovery world and, and going into that. I mean, I'm going to but- butcher this quote, but the theory is basically just like your, fi- like your failure is... <laughs> ultimately the key to someone's life-changing event you know so if you're Mm. not talking about your failures like you're robbing other people of a chance of growth yes you know and that's basically just tagging off of what you just said but like in in the world of recovery like a newcomer needs to hear that you went through the same stuff you know and that very easily translates over into everyday life you know and something that i learned from early in recovery and that's why i do love people's stories you know in recovery or not, like I used strictly used to just go to the meetings so I can hear other people's stories, you know, right. and it just makes you not so isolated yes. anymore, you know, and, and I think with people robbing people of not talking about their failures, you just narrow that circle down so much mm-hmm. that you can literally feel just isolated and all, all alone. Right. But when, you know, I think we've done a really good job with kind of breaking those leashes off, you know, and just being out here and being candid on the podcast and talking about depression or, or recovery or our relationships, whatever it is, like there's no holds bar, yeah, you know, and, and literally just us being in the trenches and how that looks um, really resonates with people. And I, you know, we get feedback all the time about like, I can really relate to that and people tune in because they just want to know that they're not alone, you know, and we do have this community, a great community now of people that are just sharing that mindset, you know, and it's really cool to see. Yeah. And and it's knowing that everybody has like, you have a sphere of influence, everyone. Like you have people that are looking up to you. You have people that are watching you. Even when you don't think anybody's watching you, people are watching you, the grocery store, your job, they're watching how you treat your kids. They're watching how you work out. And like you, just by you living your life, you know, you can invite someone 
into something greater, you know, and I think I was just talking to, to Tyler Ackerman, he's talking about the, the Wiz Khalifa quote. He's like, I found out that it's more gangster to wake up at five in the morning and work than stay up till five in the morning and party. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we kind of know that now it's like, you know, I see you all the time posting videos. It's like half the lights are off in the gym, you know, and you're in there freaking doing your thing. Like that looks good on social media. There's very few people that are going to get up at that time of day and go as hard. Dude. Because it, but it's, that's what I'm talking about is like, by you doing that, it's like, oh, that's what it takes. You know, it's, it becomes cool to get up early and put work in and. I guess so. <laughs> well, no, but it's no. like, that's the invitation. Right. No, no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and it's like, it's the, the phrase like for, for leadership, you know, people don't, it's not what you say that people believe, you know, it's not that. It's not that oh, I'm totally butchering it. Um, it's not that people believe that what you say. It's that people believe that you believe what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like the pride that you put in into releasing that story. And that's why there's so much power. The more that you put vulnerability into your speech and into your life and the way you live openly in front of people, the more you realize that that your life has power because of it. You know? And so then everybody's like... Dang, that's, that's why people get like, you know, you call it chicken skin, goosebumps on your body because you're like, this person's life has so much power because it's like, own your L's or somebody else will. You know, you own your L's and it's like, and, you know, it's the, the Eminem 8 Mile effect. It's like, what else are you going to say now? Like, I, I've already owned everything that are my losses and I've right. already and turned those into victories too. And so, yeah, I think that's, it's just the... The trying that is the most valuable, you know, and uh, quote I heard last week that that was interesting. It said uh, amateurs wait for inspiration. The rest of us savages go do, <laughs> you know, if you're waiting to be inspired and have chicken skin to move like there's no chicken skin inspiration when you wake it up early in the morning. Dude. There's putting your socks on, putting your shoes on. There's no thinking involved <laughs> whatsoever. It's like, if I think I'm going to stay in bed, <laughs> I hear my alarm off. I'm like, okay, I, I better touch my feet to the ground right yes. now and go running. Because uh, if I have any type of thinking going on, I will convince myself to stay in bed. No, I, um, yeah, I think just, the natural part of being genuine has gotten us as far as we've gotten talking about how you are networking with people. And, and now that, you know, you're going out and meeting these new people that are great to see on the podcast. Like I've never heard of some of these people and it's really cool to hear their stories. And I can only imagine like each time you visit someone, you're expanding that network. And I know that you were saying like it was your goal with each person that you meet to like get a referral right over to a next person you're just bouncing around and what was that one that you were talking about that you and tyler um the six degrees or something like oh, that yeah, is the separation th- yeah man like so cool that i you, i'll let you talk i don't even i'll butcher i'll butcher it well no there's just uh the law of, of separation usually it's three degrees that you're separated from anybody in the world um i think it's it's, it's either three or six degrees um but I remember I just, the number six when you guys were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I just wanted to take a different a spin off it as opposed to like how connected am I to a person? And I wanted to climb the ladder 
based on a characteristic. So, you know, if you're listening, if you want to take this idea and run with it, um, that's totally fine. Um, but it was like starting with who's the hardest working person that you know. And so I, I sit down and have a conversation with you and then you give me a name and I go to that person who's the hardest working person you know. And I climb up the ladder and you find out like who the person you've inspired, got inspired, got inspired, got inspired, got inspired by. And you might end up in like the middle of Africa, you know, <laughs> like you never know, you know, but That's it's so like cool. following a characteristic and you see like the influence, you know, by you living your life. Usually the person at the top is like, they don't care about anybody or anything. They're just living their life, you know, <laughs> and you just saw them from across the way. And that's the cool thing is that you realize that one by one person living their life, you might've touched millions of other people just through the compound effect of like, you know, you impacted two people and those two people impacted two people. Now you're at four and that just continues to multiply. And, you know, out of the, relationships that we we find you know we we know the characteristics that we find admirable and we try to reflect those back you know and so during this season of of your life what do you what do you think are like three main characteristics that you're really trying to like hone in on like just get better at in your life Three characteristics. I'm going to have to, uh, I'd like to put some thought to that one. Um, Hitting me with the punches, man. I was not expecting <laughs> that. Just that just came to my came to my head. That's a so good I one. I'd throw it out there. That's a really good one, though. Um, and I know that I know that there are because um, I'm constantly working on it. And let's just go with uh, balance is always on the on the top of my list. Um, I, and I think that that is a characteristic of just being able to. whatever you would want to call it, I'm calling it balance, but how I transfer my energies to the different areas of my life evenly, Mm -hmm. because like, I mean, like right now, this week is perfect example. Like it's been a very busy week. And, um, when I get like this, I get just to be on like autopilot grind mode. And like, you know, it doesn't matter how much sleep I get. I just, I work from the time I wake up basically until the time I go to bed, I'll sleep. And do that again. And it's, you know, even though I'm getting a lot done and I'm, I'm staying busy and things are getting accomplished, like, I very much kind of steamroll over other responsibilities that I, I have in my life. Like, my mom comes in today. My house is still messy. Yesterday, um, me and Jasmine celebrated. I don't know if we cel- we didn't really celebrate, but we were recognizing that we were together for seven years, like, that kind of stuff. And, like... I was so busy yesterday that I just didn't feel like I had Mm. much time with her, you know, of just kind of sitting together and just like enjoying being together, you know? And so it's like, yeah, I think that's one characteristic of just like being able to balance and transfer. Um, One characteristic that I'm always trying to work on is, is, is being a better husband. You know, is that a characteristic? 
I think these are just things that maybe I'm working on, but yeah, no, it's, uh, whether it, I guess whether it's a better friend or a husband or a son or a brother, I just want to be better at that. And whether that's picking up the phone and calling my sister that, you know, we're 20 minutes away, but I can go for weeks without talking to, you know, like why, why can't I just talk to her um, or make that connection? I should say, or, or me and you as friends, like, what can I do to be a better friend for you or my teammates? Like, I'm always just wanting to be better. Um, and then th- the third one is patience. Ooh, boy, patience, man. <laughs> Very impulsive um, with my shoes. You know, we laugh about it, but it's a real thing, man. I'm fucking impulsive. Like, since <laughs> quarantine, I probably bought so I bought so much pairs of shoes. <laughs> Are you fresh close to, to death, ten, close to ten, you know what I mean. And it's like shit. Like, what, do I need this? Whatever, send it. And uh, <laughs> insert justification. <laughs> um, no, but patience with other things in my life, whether it's like with OTL and stuff like that. You know, um, dude, I'm an ex addict. I want things and I want them now. Now, you know what I mean. And uh, so that's always top of my list as well. So um, balance, patience. And just being a better friend, person, man, husband, um, all of the above. No, that's legit. I like it. Who do you think is the most balanced person you know? Wait, are we switching into questions? No. <laughs> we're just we're just rolling. Who is the most balanced person that I know? Fuck. I I don't have an answer for that one. I think everyone needs to work on balance <laughs> to be honest i don't it's, it's i don't so know true. nobody that is like just perfectly balanced yeah you and know it, i think it goes in waves yeah for sure life life is always is it's it's changing all the time man so it's like you're constantly trying to be vigilant with that like i don't think you can i mean i don't know no i don't know but any monks or <laughs> priests or anything and like they that. definitely ain't balanced either and, and okay yeah so if they're not going like, off the grid with no phone no that's not balanced they're it, masters it at already. that if they're not then no <laughs> i don't care who you are nobody yeah, you, you could be a master spender and be a monk on the flip side so uh how about you though um i think balance is definitely one for me for sure it's, it's like how good can you get at juggling um and that's for any person that got a lot of things going on. I'm I'm not a like nine to five one like trick pony. Mm. I just that's just not the way I'm built. Um I'm a creative person. So I like to you know, my three rules of sitting here a bunch are you know, f- do what you love, find a way to make money doing them, doing them with the people you love to do them with. Love you know? that. And mm-hmm. so staying stay true to that, you know, and we said before, like just this realization that I had a long time ago is like, there's no rules in this thing. You know, there's no rules in this life. There's no rules in, uh, being an entrepreneur. And when you kind of take those vibes off that there's not just one way to do things like you get to have so much more fun, you know, why not start a podcast? Why not start a a company? You know, why not take whatever landscape you got stuff got in the garage and throw it in the truck and throw a name on it and, you know, hustle like, there's no rules. And so it's it's just like how much fun can you have in the process? I actually just listened to this podcast. It was so good. Um, I forget her name. Um, 
but she was one of the first female owners of a McDonald's. Hmm. And she started off as a baker and ended up owning this McDonald's in this super small town. And just like a super humble lady and like she wasn't getting a lot of sales and she realized the only people who were stopping. And this actually came to mind. I never knew why this was because when I was like a, a coach, um, we like drop people off and take food stops. And so at McDonald's, they always give the bus drivers and the coaches free food. I understood why, like how they started that or, but this lady is saying she realized the only people who were stopping at McDonald's were like tour bus drivers or, you know, people driving school buses or sports teams. And so she's like, how am I going to get more people to come to McDonald's? Like, well, I realized if I gave the driver a free meal that he would bring 30 other people that were on the bus there. Hey. And so that's how that started. Um, and so she just started talking about all these things of building like a culture of, uh, that her main rule every day at work was to make a memory every day. Mm. And that was just like so powerful um, because like that was a rule at her company for everyone to make a memory every day. So how would you, you know, for me, I was playing to my life. Like how do every day of my life, can I make something that's memorable? You know, whether it's a conversation with somebody or, you know, a job that I did or took before and after pictures and, you know, somebody I interacted with or did some other kind of workout that was just brutal, you know, and that's why I, I, I like the archive, you know, page mm -hmm. on Instagram because you're like, dang, two, that was two years right. ago when I did that or right. like that was three years ago already. But, you know, for me, that was just kind of an eye opener. Never heard it said that way, especially from like a, a business owner. And now she became one of the first women um, distributors for. Uh, not distributors, um, suppliers for McDonald's for their buns. Um, and, and it was just interesting listening to her, her story and like just live this life of no rules, like just being creative. And she ended up buying like a, uh, Greyhound bus, um, part of Greyhound, the grand bus business. Yeah. And she put like a, one of the stops in her parking lot at McDonald's. Oh, there you go. So she's like, I'm just going to freaking start it up here. So people have to come here in order to get on this bus. They might as well stop at McDonald's and get some food. And I was like, this is just so, it's like just creativity, yeah. you know, and you're thinking outside the box. And I'm like, that's how I want to live my life. Like just outside the box, thinking about the things that then other people were like, well, I guess that just makes sense. You know, it makes sense to do that. Or like, that. why didn't I think of that? Like, I want to be the person who's willing to try all the crazy things that other people are like, that's crazy. And then behind like the scenes are like, oh, I should. And, and just not being afraid to fail, like try it, look crazy. And, you know, some things, 99 things might fail, but like that, that 100th one is going to turn out great, you know? And, uh, and so for me, just learning how to juggle that creativity, um, and just a lot of things going on at once and just being, being excellent in all of those areas. I try to be really intentional with the people in my life. Um, and sometimes like a tool I've, I've used is I don't delete like a lot of conversations off my phone. Mm -hmm. um, and so I try to be the per person who contacts people first. It's like French just be like, Hey, I'm just thinking about you. Hope you're doing well, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so like there'll be this moments where I'll kind of have a pause and be like, oh, I haven't talked to somebody in a while. 
you know? And so I'll go basically scroll all the way to the bottom of my text message feed and I'll just start scrolling through and there'll be like a name and I'll be like, oh, I realized I didn't even text that person back. Yeah. I thought I did. Or, oh, dang, I haven't talked to that person in forever. Yeah. And, and just that continually like pushing back into relationships, um, that's definitely something that I've seen a lot of, of value in and that's definitely been a blessing in my life. But um, for me, consistency is always is always something that I'm trying to get better at. Yeah. Um, and like, like you, I, I'm, t- I'm a lot more impulsive than most. <laughs> like if I come up with an idea, it's like freaking let's do it right now. Send it like, why wait? And it's Im- really important for me um, to stay like committed to something over time, you know, and, good description of commitment is staying true to the decision made after the emotion that you made it in has passed. Mm-hmm. 100%. And so you're like, I'm going to get up every day and I'm going to run every morning. And then like that wears off and you, now it's raining outside and you're like, uh, well, what would Goggins do? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not ready for that conversation. <laughs> yeah. It was an Antarctica running into their freaking bare feet. But, uh, but yeah, just the consistency like of remembering, pushing myself to remember why why I'm doing it, why I started doing it, and why it's worth continually doing. Um, and sometimes you do fall into like that in, imposter syndrome where, you know, I, a lot of times I know all the right things to say. And so it's like holding myself accountable to the things that I say or I encourage other people to do. And, and sometimes when I'm, I'll go running and it's running. It's not my favorite, like long distance running, but it's good just to clear out your head and kind of push your body. And long some, distance running for me is like three miles. <laughs> like the five K's. That's it. Um, that's five K. We're, we're done. Dude, that's good. But I there's a, <laughs> there's a part in there where I'm like, I'm like, what would I be saying to somebody else right now? You know? And it's, uh, and it's just holding myself to that same, same standard, which at the end of the day gives us our credibility. Mm-hmm. You know, you're able to ask your athletes to do th- certain things because you're like, hey, I don't hear none of the excuses. I'm up here doing it. Like, <laughs> you see me? I'm freaking creating. And not only am I doing the workout, but I'm creating your next one while I'm doing the workout. You know, so 100%. it's like, you know, nobody, nobody's doing more than you is going to talk down to you, you know. And so continually staying on that train and, and staying consistent to what I said I was going to do in with the excellence that I said I was going to do it with. So that's. For me, that's a, that's a constant battle, um, and that's hard being an outspoken, like, positive coach type person because right. it's like you have to hold yourself to that standard, and that's what I love doing that. But it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, definitely comes with its its own set of challenges. Yeah, one of the, one of the mantras that I feel like gets me um, because at first when I got, I was like gung ho about it, and then the balance part came into my life and like Jasmine calls me out on it all the time. But, uh, it's like, what? you're be- calling you out on always something? dude. That's why I love Ugh. her. I love her. And, uh, you're the best for that. And, uh, <laughs> it, you know, the mantra of be the hardest working person that, you know, yes. And I'll, I'll take that to heart, bro. I'll go in the paint, you know, and Ooh. I'm, I'm going hard, dude. And then she'll be like, dude, I wish you would go as hard as like in our relationship. As, dude, she hits me with that all the time, bro. <laughs> I give her the, the emoji, the, the line with the open eyes. 
<laughs> but she would fucking call me out right there. She's like, I wish you'd go as hard as in our, in our relationship as you're going with OTL. And I'm just like, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Like, I really don't have nothing to say. Because it just comes more natural, you know, for me. But that mantra gets me in trouble because it's like, you know, I, I think to myself, like, in the, in the spirit of, like, okay, live as example for my athletes and stuff yeah. like that. If I'm going to have them do something, I better be making sure that I'm doing that, too. You yeah. know? But so, like, in that vein... It's like, okay, be the hardest per- working person you know. And it's like, pff, I'm going in. But then the balance that, you know, working on balance is like, as I do that, I'm steamrolling a bunch of other shit responsibilities mm-hmm. in my life, you know? And that's definitely ha- always top of my list of things that I just need to be working on. When there's that, like, taking that step back moment, you know, when, you know, we, especially in relationships, you live so closely, you know, you can with like our athletes, with people who are training, they see us like in our best form at all times, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a relationships, in a marriage, like they're not always seeing you at your very best at all times, you know? And so there's that, like when they get frustrated and then like you get defensive and like, well, you do that same thing too, you know? And at the, like to you, it goes back to that phrase, you know, we judge others by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. So by us, we're like, well, yeah, because that's obviously justified because X, Y, and Z. And (laughs) like, I obviously had 10 other things I had to do. So that was the lowest one on the priority list. That's why my sock didn't get picked up off the floor. So it's like, I don't see the problem here. And my wallet wasn't picked up off the table. (laughs) Right. right. So, and so like the, I consistently have to like bite my tongue and go back to like Jocko's extreme ownership. Like, okay. It's, is what she's saying true? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's my problem, mm-hmm. not hers. Oh, for sure. That all goes through my head, and <laughs> all of that's going through my head, and that's why I'm so damn silent. <laughs> that's, that's so true. Because <laughs> I'm, like, when it comes to, like, arguments, I, I like, go dead quiet. <laughs> and it's, like, my wife is, like, some of these things, like, talk it out, and I'm just, like, I I understand, like, I'm like okay like okay like well yeah I I get it like I had nothing really else to say <laughs> you called me I know. <laughs> you, you got me <laughs> you want a cookie <laughs> uh but the but it's like you have to make yourself realize that like the what that person's saying has validity you know and and especially for like guys that are you know not the girls aren't competitive but you know, there's a little bit more competitive nature in guys when it comes to like OTL or working out. Like, you can freaking strap your shoes up and freaking put your head down and go into some other planet mm. in your head and go hard. Love to go there. Like, <laughs> it's like that's my favorite place to go. And so, it, but it, like in a relationship, like there's no like drink some, you know, pre workout and go hard. Like, 100%. It's the flip, you know, and it's like a completely different mindset. You know, you want to be in, like, athlete mode, but in, like, the relationship, you have to transition into, like, trainer mode. Mm. Not you're, like, training your spouse, but I'm saying, like, you have to, like, think about that person and, like, what does that person need? You know, what exercise should we not do? What exercises should we do? I know I'd like to do this, but they're not ready for that and this, this, and that. And that's super difficult, you know? Sometimes I just want to put my head down and put my headphones in and just, like, you know, do me. That and comes so much more natural to me, you yes. know? And she's really good at the relationship, you know what I mean? And 
we could do a whole another podcast. We can, and, but I honestly, but. I honestly think that it's it's like important for people to hear too, because there's a lot of, you know, athletes that you know are married and do have to have these hard conversations, and it's like it kind of goes to like an unspoken mm-hmm. with a lot of people. It's like because when you're with the boys, you know, like let's talk about our relationships. You know, it's a whole other conversation going on. Right, right, <laughs> totally. But I think it's like there is that there is that balance. And Tom, uh, if you guys, if you like are interested in like hearing good relationship topics by like a couple of the savages. I already know. You turned me on to this. Tom Bill, you and his wife, Lisa Bill, you have a relationship theory that's attached to impact theory. It's that's really good. So freaking mm-hmm. good from t- like two savages that are married to one another. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's I, I like about them is like they're so clear with one another, like to the nth degree, like where they have like terms, you know, written out. That's like if I say this word, it means like stop whatever you're doing, put it down. Like this is very important to me. And like those things are like they sound kind of cheesy, but I'm like, man, that would be like so that's I can see how helpful that is. And one conversation that I thought that was super beneficial was um that it's like how many times do you villainize your significant other for the same thing that you fell in love with them for? Mm. Like, you know, I already know that Jasmine in love with you because of who you are, but also how hard you go. Like you're a savage of a man, you know, and being a savage comes with a, the extras, you know, and it, and it's not just like as much as, it would be nice if we had like a nine to five and we were home, you know, by five o'clock and cooking dinner and, you know, we'd like to read books and like, that's just not who we are. And sometimes it's hard to hard that conversation because you're like, this is like who I am. This is what I'm passionate about. And you have to decipher like your significant other's want for your attention and your time and your energy. You know, I found myself especially when the gyms were open, like I was giving my best and most energy to the people who I was in front of. I was getting paid to give them my best. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the person who's wearing the ring that I gave her to spend my rest of my life with was getting like the remnants. Yeah, man. You're speaking true shit. And so it's, it's like, how can, how can we like take that same savage mindset and put that same pride into, you know, being, the husband. Yeah. We're like, you know, the, I think Tom Billy said it too. He was saying, you know, I want to know what that, the people who are closest to that person says, not just the person that they coach in the gym or the person that is in their boardroom. Like, I want to know what their spouse is like. The spouse says, man, he is a freaking savage. He's just as much of a savage as a husband, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you should be jealous that you don't have him basically. And, and so it's that same thing that the, what you, you can put that different mindset in the way of like, my wife just doesn't get it. You know, she just, you know, she just wants me to do this and like, she just doesn't get what it takes. And, but like, we don't necessarily take the time to show what it takes. You know, we, we expect them to know all what we're thinking and, and all the time we put in and what's all, we're all juggling in our head. And, you know, as opposed to us like taking the time, like how can I be just as much of a savage like in this relationship and how much more support we would actually get, you know, I'm speaking as like as males, how much support we would actually get if we just did the little things 
that they've been asking for probably for a very long time. That probably take a lot less time than we're anticipating. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I know that's I spent whatever ninety percent of my marriage so far in in a lockdown, which is definitely not that what is I, so crazy what I had planned. You know, yeah. so a lot of married, I thought about that. <laughs> a before, lot of married man. couples are like, well, if you can make it through a lockdown for nine months, for the sure. first year, you're you're doing all right for sure. And so it's it's that you know really listening to what that person's asking for. And it's like, I saw this TikTok where it was like this challenge for, for women. And they were like, my husband's response when I ask him if we can do what like he loves to do. And so one guy was like a bike, like a motorbike rider. And, and his wife was like sitting on the couch, like watching a show. And he's like, baby, you want to go like ride bikes? And he like lit up and he's like, wait, are you serious? And, it, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'll go get them up right now. And it's like, sometimes like as dudes, like we just need that. Like we need that kind of like support and belief. And it's like, you know, if your wife's like, Hey, you want to go to the paintball field and like shoot some guns and do some drills? You'd be like, I'd be like, quit playing. <laughs> it's like, what? It's, like, it's what? a trap. <laughs> like, what? What's coming next? <laughs> I'm terrified as to I what's coming. I follow that for a second. <laughs> like it's the first time it's in my birthday. <laughs> Two, what do you want from me? Either you want a child or you want a puppy. That or would you be want the funniest some- TikTok. You know, 100%. I'd look at her like. <laughs> You you playing? <laughs> Quit playing with me. And the same thing. There's like videos of guys doing that to the to the girls. Like, hey, hey, babe, you want you want to go get like a pedicure? And she's like, you would do that with me? She's like, I'll get the keys right now. <laughs> and it's like it just shows you like how much we think about that. Like, well, what if my spouse just like wanted to do what I wanted to do just because she knew how much it means to me? Mm. And I think that's missing a lot of the time because we're like, we're so desperate for that person to cherish what we cherish that we don't cherish what they cherish. Mm. Like, and so it just takes a a humility to, you know, meet in the middle. Like there has to be, it's not even a compromise. It's, it's a partnership, you know, and, and talking about like different types of relationships. One is a covenant relationship and one is a contract relationship. So like contract is basically saying, you know, I'm giving you this and you're giving me that. So if you stop giving me this, I stop giving you that, you know, and you can see that play out in a lot of different ways in business and especially in relationships, marriages where you're like, okay, well, if you're not giving me that, then I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then lines keep drawn on the sand and that line starts getting larger and larger. And covering relationship says exactly what my arm says, regardless of reciprocation. Like I'm giving you all of me, regardless of you giving it all to me. So I'm giving you everything, trusting that you are going to do the same. And, and so the question is like, how are we continually going to grow in like the trust and the support of one another? If we're constantly going from that back to contract Mm -hmm. and all relationships, I really think go back and forth because we have the things that we like and, and things that we would prefer. But I think we would, you know, find a lot more power and pride in our relationship, you know, if we just started to, you know, take the time to really think about what the other person really wants. Like, what do they like? What are they passionate about? You know, and even if it's just like, you know, once a week, it's like asking about that thing or you're saying, hey, you want to go, you want to go do this? And, and knowing that person you know, has like your undivided attention. It also shows that you were thinking about them without having to ask. Mm -hmm. And I really think that 
we could help our relationships so much um, through that, that we would get the support that like, I really feel like a lot of people think that they're feel like they're missing, you know, or wish that they wish that they had in their life. Mm. Um, And so I just think it's it's important to put that out. Like, you know, whether you're a guy or girl listening to this, I just challenge all the dudes to say like, Hey, take, take a week and just go all in. Mm. You know, it's like, well, they're going to get used to that. It's like, okay, well, like, are you scared of the challenge? Like, you know, just go all in. And I'm, I think starting today, like I'm going to spend a week and next time we're talking on the podcast, I'll, know, I'll talk about it and see, and see what happens. And You're just speaking to my heart right now, man. And just to see like the reaction that, you know, sometimes you lose the person that you fell in love with, you know, just through monotony of life, you know, and, and sometimes you get a glimpse, you know, from my own life, like you see a little glimpse of you know, the smile or the laugh that you like fell in love with, like when you were younger and you guys just met and there was like this crazy spark and you, you speak the love language for a second. You're like, Oh my God, like that's, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so question is like, how hot, how hot can we get the flame, you know, where you can have a savage freaking lifestyle. And like when you walk in with your spouse, like damn, and, and they got a good marriage. Like that's another level of secret sauce. So I don't know. I wasn't necessarily anticipating going down the relationship route, but I think it's definitely a relation, something that we don't talk about at all, you know, really with, you know, athletes and, you know, I think that would be a good one. And I, I think we've dabbled in it a couple of times and we've said we need to go down and do a, a podcast about that. So we'll have to chop it up and, and, and see what we can structure up something maybe next time. But, uh, you were speaking to my, to my heart there for a little bit. So, well, let's wrap this joint up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We done made it. Good to have you back on here, my brother. Hey, it was good to be back. Appreciate you. Appreciate Until you. next time, my friends, like, subscribe, check us out off the leash lifestyle on Instagram, prime apparel, go get the newest drip. You know what it is. My bag, I'm sharp as cactus. Shout out to them people sleeping on me, acting narcoleptic. Hold on, changes coming, word the sounds of blackness. If they kill me, it won't be like Scarface, more like John the Baptist. Ready to die for what I believe. Probably walk gangsters in the area.